guys welcome back to another episode of the morning skate you got biz dev here today i'm joined with a very special guest uh ryan minkov is a the author of thin ice a uh, book that chronicles his hockey journey of uh, unknown to elite and uh, gift of a lifetime with hockey so ryan's been kind of climbed through the ranks of going in growing up in minnesota the uh, state of hockey uh, like a lot of us went through the ranks of the Acha, was the highest scorer in the league a couple of years and uh, really elevated his game and followed followed his path luckily enough to play uh, professionally in Finland. So quite the unique story and we're excited uh, to have you. Welcome to the Morning Skate, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said uh, before the podcast, I think a lot of our listeners grew up, um, you know, playing youth hockey, playing, um, playing in high school, and then following uh, the same same tracks as a lot of people um, with the ACHA and club hockey, and mm-hmm. uh, kind of not knowing all these different routes that you can take. I mean, I know personally myself, I was. Um, I didn't know how great club hockey was when I was in high school and like all the, yeah. the leagues and the divisions and it can be pretty confusing with juniors and all of these different avenues that there are to take if you're, if you're young and growing up and trying to navigate it. Um, mm-hmm. So here you have kind of written down your story in this uh, awesome new book you have called thin ice. Um, so I'm excited to kind of take us from the, take us from the beginning of your, your story growing up in Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, there's so many avenues uh, to get to a high level. I can't say I went a very conventional path. That's for sure. I was bouncing around from different team to different team in Minnesota, pretty much from the beginning of my career. I uh, was with an association that ended up merging in with another one and that created a political mess. And then I left that. I went to a team that ended up uh, only playing one season and then discontinued. And then I went to another team. Same thing happened there. Wow. And then I was in the Bantams. I, I played for one association for Bantam hockey. And then high school was an adventure in itself. Um, and during all this time, I, I was I was a pretty good player. I was playing on all these select teams and on a really good AAA team in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, when I got to high school, I, I could not get playing time to save my life. And that was for multiple reasons, either political or I went to a top 10 high school in Minnesota for hockey uh, called Benilde St. Margaret's. And so the competition was really good. I was playing with a lot of good players, um, but I, I could not get any playing time. I, I just could not get exposure to scouts. I'd, I'd have good summers and um, scouts would see me there. And then I'd come to my season and I'd be playing JV or I'd be sitting on the bench in varsity and 
just nobody would see me. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of this somehow. Or like I gotta be seen yeah. somewhere en- enough to be able to keep my recruiting efforts going. Um, so, and then before my senior year, I, uh, Union College had some interest in me from the summer. And initially that was, they were interested for me coming the following year after my senior year. I was like, all right, that's unreal. Um, yeah. And then that transition to, yeah, you're probably going to need a couple years of juniors and then we'll potentially bring you in then. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wasn't on board um, pl- playing junior hockey after high school. I, all my friends were going to high, uh, college and yeah. I, I wanted to go to college too. And at the same time, my senior year, I left my high school team and played for a tier three junior team um, in the Minnesota Junior League, which is now doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but that was really good for my development and I got to play a lot, but obviously not a lot of scouts are going to that. So I, I kind of knew if I wanted to go to Division One, I probably needed to, to play juniors until I was 20 and I just wasn't, I wasn't into it. So that left me with club because I didn't want to play division three. And, uh, I, uh, I didn't know anything about club hockey. Uh, I feel like most people don't really. Yeah. And especially when I was trying to look up information during my senior year, I, I couldn't really find much. And if I go on YouTube, like I, I was looking at clips that were 10 years old mm-hmm. from some of the teams I, was interested in potentially going to and um yeah in the end it came down to penn state or uw and penn state had a really good team they were going to division one eventually and i was like well that could be that could be cool but i could literally play one year and be cut and then Mm. done um and then uw in seattle i applied the last day i could my mom is from out here and um yeah i was like well i can i can try to put this program on the map i'm I'm looking at the schedule they're they're traveling around all all over the west coast but that seemed fun yeah um but yeah in terms of level had no clue um but yeah jumped jumped right in and worked out so yeah that's awesome so um yeah i guess uh, in 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 New York State, it was a, lot, a little bit different than Minnesota. So I grew up, um, you know, playing playing high school hockey, and it was decent talent. But a lot of the better players would would go to juniors. So we didn't have that crazy yeah. competitive tournament like you guys did. Did your team ever make it into the the main? State, state uh, yeah. So my team, not when I was on the team. Uh, yeah. My freshman year, when I was still playing Bantams, uh, the team made state. Uh, yeah i mean that was that was sweet just being in school uh, when i was in college my freshman year they made state actually they won state so that was cool to watch but yeah i wasn't i wasn't a part of either one so yeah yeah my senior year we we lost in the state tournament so second place but yeah 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 yeah, it's a good run um also kind of had something similar. Like I went to SUNY Brockport and mm-hmm. I, my dad, I think asked the coach or I think he reached out to him when we were in the state 
finals saying like, Hey, are you going to scout or anything? And the coach was basically like, it was D3 Steven, and the coach is just like, nah, tell him to go play juniors and get yeah. back. Man. <laughs> so that's yeah. Kind of yeah. Makes sense. Route. Um, yeah. So growing up in Minnesota and leading into to the ACHA, um, I also kind of went to D2 ACHA, started at Brockport and then, um, Mm -hmm. over at the Siena College where it's a little bit different I think with traveling because we would play like NYU, UNH. Um, yeah. Kind of all the Northeastern teams are a little closer together so I'm sure it's a mm -hmm. different experience. Um, won't give too much away in your book but you tell a pretty pretty crazy story about three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning ice time uh, games that just go go late and it seems like you're traveling all over. Um, yeah yeah and, uh I got a handful of good travel stories, I'd say, from from my college days. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we we were traveling usually carpooling, and that in itself just leads to disasters um, when you're using players' cars and yeah, <laughs> they break down on the side of the road, and then you have to hitchhike the rest of the way home. Did that uh, for a Boise trip. That was. Oh, geez insane like we were literally uh car broke down about two and a half hours away from seattle and like no other all the other cars had passed us so they and they were full anyways with bags so we weren't getting them anyway so we were just like well i mean don't really have much option call triple a and uh, that'll take forever we wanted to get home so we were like well Let's get on the shoulder of the highway and we'll put our thumbs up and see what happens. And it took like 20, 30 minutes and a Vietnam War vet picked us up. No way. Um, and drove us to Seattle. He was going to his nephew's football game. Um, so we, we got really lucky. And yeah. yeah, I've never done anything like that since. Hopefully won't have to. Um, right. But yeah, we had other issues. I remember a game. We were coming back from Oregon, and we got a, uh, one of the guys got a flat tire in his car that I was in, and it was pouring rain. So we're outside changing this tire, just getting drenched. But we we luckily were able to like eke under an underpass, so it was only like we're like partially in the rain, and then we were putting the tire on and then despair was just it was for sure too small <laughs> we weren't gonna make it and we made it about 100 feet and then pulled off the side of the road but this time we were out of the underpass so we were just getting drenched wow uh and it was about 12 30 1 a.m and all the other cars were past us again and yeah we had to call triple a we ended up getting towed to a Walmart parking lot uh, around the Portland area. And we sat there um, in the car till 6 a.m. until the tire shop opened up to get us a new tire. And then we wow. woke up in the morning. But, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Freezing temps outside. It was, we were just kind of pulled up in this car frosting over all night. So yeah, yeah the, the travels were not good uh but we did get to fly and we did get to go to some cool places like 
Arizona, LA, and awesome. Uh, so there were there were positives too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure all all for the love of the game, right? Yeah, we all do crazy, crazy things, crazy adventures. Um, <laughs> right on, man. So I was I was looking up your stats from uh, from your college years and. Yeah. 100 and 108 total points in 27 games uh yeah. your junior season that's so you yeah that was, that was a that was a pretty special year uh <laughs> we my team was like i think we had maybe 15 guys total so wow. it was like a guarantee i'm probably going to be playing every other shift for the most part yeah um, because in like, like, you know, in ACHA, it's like, well, two guys for some reason are not coming on this trip mm. or there's, there's guys are doing school stuff and they're not playing. So we're always playing with not a very big bench and that definitely helped, um, in my, uh, yeah. my stats just to be able to get on the ice a lot. Um, wow. But yeah, it was it was a special year. I had two really good line mates that uh, I had played with um, for sure at least a year prior to that. So we had a year year together before that year, and um, yeah, we had really good chemistry. I definitely helped us a bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, we uh, that year I think I had one game. Uh, I had like eleven or twelve points and. We played Washington State. We won like thirteen to two or something, and oh, geez. <laughs> that was that was my max points in a game. I think. Um, yeah, twelve points. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know. I that same year I had a hat trick in one shift versus Cal too. Wow. Um, but I, that was against a goalie who, like, was a skater for a period and a half. Yeah. And then their goalie got injured and he ended up putting on the pads. So it was like, I got a hat trick, but I was literally putting it in on a guy, not a goalie. So yeah, club, club brings some interesting moments. Yeah. I'll take it. You know, (laughs) points are points. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I I had no mercy. Right on. Um, Cool, man. So getting into uh, your, well, I actually kind of like, it was, it was around the same similar situation for me. Like I, I mean, maybe you knew of it because you grew up in Minnesota and you were probably more in tune with the hockey community or kind of connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember there was, I, uh, me personally, I took like seven years to get through school just for other reasons. Um, nice. And, but there was like a time when I was 23 and my friend was like, yeah, you know, like, guys like us, we can play over in Europe. Like there's leagues that will do this. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, it wasn't really until that moment that he said that where I really even considered being good enough to play yeah. um, over there. Um, so I really appreciate your players tribune article. And now this book for you to kind of let younger kids know that there's a path for that. Um, yeah. So getting into kind of, how that happened and kind of what yeah. motivated you to, to take yeah, that Yeah, so for, for me, like, growing up, I always wanted to play Division One. I. I didn't do that, but I always had, like, 
a long-term focus, I guess. So even when I was struggling in high school, I was still very motivated. Um, and then when I got to the ACHA, ACHA is like completely what you make of it because you're running the team, you're helping put together the schedule, you're doing all this fundraising, you're having to pay to play. So it's like you can either choose to put in a lot of effort or not. And either way is still a fun time. Um, but for me, I knew I would be good enough if I, if I just kept the, my focus. Um, I, I knew I could get to the next level. Um, and there was little things that happened when I was in college that I, that like gave me some reassurance on my thoughts. Uh, I trained in Minnesota after my freshman year and one of the guys I was skating with was Marty Sertich. He won the Hobie Baker with Colorado college and was, he was playing in Switzerland at the time. And I'd, I'd sit in the locker room with him and some other NHL players and good division one players. And I like my bag didn't fit in. Yeah. Um, but he, he kind of took an interest in me as the summer went on and just would ask me questions about what I'm doing, like how, how my career has gone. And, um, he kind of told me like, if you keep working, you, you can definitely get to Europe. I was like, okay. I, I mean, sweet. Uh, and then after my sophomore year, uh, the Everett Silvertip GM ended up calling my dad. And so I got an invite to go to their training camp. I wasn't going to play on the team. I wasn't going to make the team probably. Um, but that, that was nice. And I got to go to the camp and, um, that just kind of showed me like, okay, like, I'm clearly doing a decent job out here so yeah. far. Um, but yeah, in terms of getting to Europe and getting to Finland, I, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't really ask people how to do it in college. Uh, I just knew some players from Minnesota that had gone over there. And I did know uh, one other ACHA player who played at Utah state that was playing in Germany um, during my, senior year I believe so I knew like one guy who was over yeah. there but I mean I I didn't know how he got there either I uh so yeah my during my senior year I, I I didn't really do a lot of research in terms of teams I didn't know anything about hockey over there I just kind of felt like well like just keep playing hard and uh I don't know something's gonna happen yeah and, good yeah I, I uh just got lucky i got a facebook friend request from a random guy in finland um during my i was on spring break in mexico and thought nothing of it deleted it thought maybe yeah maybe it's like some random bot yeah. uh, and then the next morning i woke up and i had the same friend request from the same finnish guy so good like odd very weird but i accepted it just because like all right clearly there's something going on so he then sends me this nice little message. He's the team manager in Finland and they're interested in me potentially playing for their team next year. And that's kind of how wow. that, that started it all from, for me getting over there. So yeah. Facebook message, who would have thought, right? Yeah, no, I, I was like a professional team. Yeah. Shouldn't they be emailing you or like calling you or somehow going through your coach? I, I had no idea. Wow. Uh, but yeah, 
good, it's good to have social media, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of part of your book. Um, chapter eight is called The Real World. And that's kind of a point where all of us get to our senior year of college or high school or whatever, be like, all right, am I really going into this or um, yep. is my hockey career over? And, and kind of that, that pivotal point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I like during my senior year, I was applying for jobs and mm-hmm. so like, I, I, I didn't definitely didn't know something was going to happen. Um, and I actually took a job in the summer and I just ended up leaving it like, two, three months into it. So I don't know if that was a good idea either, but that, that's what I did. Um, Cause I, I didn't know, I didn't know uh, I was going to get the opportunity. So I was just right. going at it. Well, I should try to get a decent job. Uh, so that, that's what I was really doing. Uh, that's awesome. So you, you board the plane and you head to Finland and you probably don't know anyone, right? What's uh, uh, what's that uh, experience like? I, uh, yeah. So going, before going over there, I, like I talked to the coach for about a minute. He said, we need sniper. I said, okay, okay. Like <laughs> I, uh, he didn't speak great English, but I, I, I got the gist of it. Just put up some points and he'll like you. Right. Uh, I, there was a import manager sort of with the team who I'd be in contact with just about flights and organizing things and i connected with uh my lad being roommate um before getting out there just to meet him say hi yeah but yeah I, I didn't know anybody going in my team didn't have any other americans and the only other import or foreign player was the Latvian guy i was living with mm. so the rest were Finns, and i was four hours north of helsinki roughly in this tiny town fifteen thousand people Wow. Uh, there was a women's Finnish baseball team, my team, and then a pro basketball team that had actually a couple Americans on it. Uh, a lot of a lot of my free time, if they were playing home games, like I was going to the basketball games just to have something to do. There, there was not a lot going on. There was a couple of bars, one club that was open for two or three months of the year total. Jeez. Um, so there was no nightlife like kids high school kids for fun around there were driving their tractors and cars and in a line on the main street of the road just smoking cigarettes and honking their horns at midnight like it was yeah it was real small town life um and i'd be sometimes just like thinking what am i like what am i doing (laughs) um but at the same time i was i got really involved in the community uh, helping out in English classes and I had things in my deal too that helped with that I was coaching a youth team um, I was zamboning the ice wow. here and there which was hilarious I uh, I'd never zambonied the ice before ever and uh, like first time I'm doing it is with this Finnish zamboni with Finnish language that I don't know I'm having to tr- press all these buttons and the guy teaching me how to drive the Zamboni basically didn't speak English. He'd just be like pointing like this, uh, like whatever press means probably in Finnish. He'd be saying that he'd do it. 
he just kind of like looked back and forth at me and, and I just kind of nod my head like, okay, got it. Got it. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I would do that for some extra money too. And, um, I, I tried to stay busy. It was, and obviously I was writing my book too. So I definitely had a, a enough going on, but it was, it was a small, small life. Yeah. I bet was, um, just, I guess from like, uh, personal level is there oh, a degree of kind of uh, loneliness or isolation if you don't speak the same if you're out of your element and yeah yeah I, the, the language was the toughest part that I had there because um, most of my teammates they really couldn't speak English hmm. so my Latvian roommate thankfully he he spoke Russian English and Latvian so he was he was pretty well versed and uh the rest of my teammates, like I could have a combo with maybe four to five guys outside of, hi, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah. Like, that'd be it for 80% of them. Huh. Uh, the rest of them, thankfully, I could I could talk a little bit more than that in depth. Um, and my coaches, one of them didn't speak any English. Um, the head coach was, he, he was good enough i guess um yeah. i mean the nice thing about sports or just hockey in general is you, you kind of have your own language when you're on the ice so it's yeah. it's totally fine um but in terms of trying to figure out what you need to do better or um trying to learn i guess but it's, yeah it's pretty tough I mean, right, you think about hockey and such a big part of the game is those little conversations on the bench, like, let's go, yeah. let's get this next period, uh, give and go yeah. next time, stuff yeah, like that. I mean, you, you can figure, like, I, I was okay with that stuff because you can just kind of point or you can move your hand mm -hmm. a certain direction and, or you, like, so you, so you can draw plays and do things with players you, you can't speak to. Um but yeah, in terms of like life off the ice and yeah, just interacting in the locker room, it was that was tough. I bet. Um, and then, yeah, interacting with locals and stuff like that. Uh, from yeah. what I hear, there's some some uh, good-looking Swedish and Finnish girls out that way. No, uh, yeah, I don't know where you heard that. Uh, my, my town. Uh, not so much, I'd say. I was uh, if I was in Helsinki. It would have been a great time. Uh, um, tons of blondes, but yeah, my, my town was more like the girls with red hair, or um, just yeah, what, what wasn't ideal. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, a little smaller town, not not the stereotype. Yeah. But, uh, well, man, uh, so. You've got this book just came out uh, early November, just in time for Christmas. Where can uh, where can our fans pick it up and kind of yeah. anything you want to say or promote or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's on Amazon. It's on it's a Target, Barnes and Noble, awesome. any international retailer pretty much has it. Um, if you're in Europe or over here, um, but yeah, it's been a journey with this book for sure. It, took me about seven years. I started in college, uh, going into my senior year and just kind of felt like I had a unique story already in youth and 
through college. Um, then when I got the Finland deal, I kind of knew like, all right, club to pro doesn't happen too often. I already knew there was very little info on the ACHA. So I, th I, I saw areas that were like, there's a lack of info. So I, I really wanted to tell my story and I knew my story and Minnesota was not the typical path either. So there's a lot to learn for yeah. people from that area, especially, and just youth hockey in general, dealing with politics and bad coaches. Um, so I, I knew my story was, would be interesting for people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a big time writer. It's not like I enjoyed writing papers in, in school. Um, it took me a few years of editing and it took me two and a half years to get a publisher. And that was a task in its own right. Uh, just blasting out book proposals and hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, so it's been cool to finally get to this point and just to see where the book's going. And um, I'm just glad that it's able to help people make an impact wherever it can. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it, it will. It's something that I could have used growing up and navigating my way through the ACHA and, you know, that transition periods and knowing the different options. So, and, uh, you know, thank you for doing this and for uh, providing that info for, for younger people. Um, last question, though, the uh, Players' Tribune article, how did uh, that come yeah. about? And that's a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I was this little ACHA player. Um, you don't really see guys from that level of any sport in that yeah. uh, publication. I just enjoyed reading the articles every day, um, especially when they started. And I was on the website reading, and I was just super interested in hearing the stories like from the player's perspective because you weren't really getting that, especially when the Players' Tribune came out. Um, and I, I just decided, Hey, like I'll, I'll write an article and I didn't know how I was going to get it to them. I didn't have any connections to the players tribune. I didn't really have any, any media connections really. Um, but I just decided I'm, I'm going to write an article and I'd like to get into the players tribune. Didn't know how, but I just started researching players tribune and reading other articles and seeing, okay, this guy might've contributed to it with the player's tribune. Um, so I started finding some of these editors and I emailed one and I attached my story and I just got lucky and he responded, um, and, and liked the story. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I that's definitely not the typical way to, get something done, I'd say, with the Players' Tribune, especially today, now that it's way bigger. Um, but yeah, I was just, I got lucky, very grateful that the guy read my email and I got a response and we did like one round of editing and I sent back my article to him and he was like, all right, good to go. We'll put it out there in a week. Um, so that's how the first one started. And then when I did the second one after Finland, uh, I, I knew I had a good, 
good story to tell there because there's not a lot of info on the lower leagues in Europe. And I had a pretty interesting time over there. So yeah, when I wanted to do that one, I just emailed that guy again and said, Hey, I got another article for you. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll read it and let you know. And then he was like, yeah, sounds good to me. So yeah, it was, it was easy the second time. Um, I'm sure I couldn't get anything in there now, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a scientific process. That's for sure. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of, a lot of hustle, just like your game, right? You just yeah. find a way to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. That's, uh, that's the name of the game is just don't take no for an answer. You'll, We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's kind of similar to a strategy Jimmy and I have. We'll just email players or DM random people. We I I cold DM'd Pavel Barber and he came on the podcast and I was like, all right, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, possible. Yeah, moving on. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I I really appreciate it. And uh, everybody, go check out Thin Ice. Pick it up for your son or daughter or everybody. Uh, Every, really, I think anybody who either played ACHA hockey or plays hockey, all there's aspects of it um, in all parts of the game that players can take from it. So, Cool. I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Cool. All right. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. All I do is stay focused, looking straight forward at the world and beyond. I feel people pulling me down. I feel some pulling me up, I can't get stuck I just keep moving forward I got places to go, man Let's go When the Yamakitians started trading Alata we got a weeping more Only the strong will continue Do you have it in you? Cause we've got a journey to go When you put yourself in your own shoes It's either you're winning or losing Don't you get it confused Cause you're starring in your own movie Playing of the role you choose So stand up and fight if you know say you're right I know you will never fail Tipping the scale and the wind shall prevail And the boat shall forever sail Hey, there ain't no stopping or cruising Even when we're battered and bruised Out on all the sprinters and Mount Olympus My God, tougher than Zeus
speak for the money, power, respect is a journey Some will get left behind, cause in life you cannot press rewind Get it right, you only have one first chance to make one first impression and last a lifetime Reputation supersede itself, do you believe in hell? Babylon greed for wealth, do you deceive yourself and let your ego swell? And disregard those who most need your help Thick skin, the dark won't take my soul Survive spiritual wars, see my wealth in the evil spell But the faith is stronger, I saw grown men fall when I was a youngster But I clenched my fist, ready to go against whoever Tied my Thames and rise in the end But never say never, every goodie want better Just be a go-getter, and always be clever In every endeavor, God trust it, time God but trust it and measure You better try to pleasure, from your navel string sever The land and the treasure, work for whatever Just say don't be a beggar, the Alpha Omega We're blessed every soul, no matter which name you prefer The immortal stepper, we're living every skin No matter which color leather, we never let we don't rock here Which kind of weather, you're destined to rise like the sun of Rebecca Don't stop for a second, every man reckon It sure would be good to be there when I say an army when the gates are finally closed And the saints go marching me I'm a gifty and start get trained Ladies want me to make pride, I'm on the low when I'm 